I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Lunch with Leah, episode 312. (laughs) I'm trying not to laugh. I told Jason to speak English and not... South African. I'll try to be more American. <laughs> oh my God, James! Oh, we were talking. We were laughing earlier. They had me laughing so hard because I said James has a la- you know a voice that cuts through and it's like a radio voice. And Jason mumbles in this South African nonsense. And half the time I have to go, "What? Translate that for me. What are you saying?" <laughs> South Africa. I'm like, what are you saying? Even on the, on the message on the machine, he goes, please leave, clearly leave. Well, who does it clearly leave? You got to oh tell me what, clearly leave your message, clearly leave. I'm like, I've never heard anyone say clearly leave your message on the machine. They mumble and they talk so quick that I have to replay it like 50 times sometimes. <laughs> okay. Well, let's talk about everything. Well, how did everybody's Halloween go? I dressed up as nothing. You saw my mask. But then Roy had this bright idea, you know, that they were going to give out candy, he and RJ, so he goes and buys enough candy for 20 people. Of course, I don't think he'll ever actually go out and hand out the candy, so I gave all the candy to the staff, and I only left him one small bag, and then they went out there. RJ and Roy went out to to the front of the house and handed out candy, and then they were out in an hour. And I'm like, you're out because you're giving everybody like a handful. You're just supposed to give them like two pieces. And RJ goes, Mom, that was the whole idea. I knew the more I handed out, the sooner it would be done. And Roy's like, we shouldn't have more candy. But anyway, so that's what we did in our neighborhood. I made the, I made the glasses of wine, and, and they did the handing out the candy. That was my Halloween. Oh, I got to correct something I said, though, last week. Remember I said that Brandy was the one that slapped that person's Halloween party? Well, it turns out that the cops said that she didn't, and they cleared her, that it was a, her friend who m- looks a lot like her, and they were both in the middle of a mob, and it looked like it was her, but apparently it wasn't really her. It was uh, her friend. So I want to clear that up. I don't want to throw anybody under the bus. It doesn't need to be there. Now, the question some people are asking is, is her friend taking the rap for her? Did her friend really do it? But in any event, the cops cleared her, so let's just say she's clear. By the way, don't forget to watch Flipping Out next week because yours truly will be on it. James just told me he saw a preview, right? Yes, it was uh, just at the very end of the clip for next week. Did I look fabulous? Of course. Did I sound fabulous? Of course. Did I make you laugh? Of course. (laughs) You see, they're worried they're not going to get paid if they don't suck up to me. It was a little hard to make me laugh last night with all the... All the other stuff going on. Oh, the elections. Don't think we're not going to talk about the elections. We're going to talk about the elections... 
people want you to talk about the election. <laughs> oh, I'm going to, you know, I just said to them, should we not do that at the very end? Should we do it up earlier? And then they're like, yeah, you know, let's do it earlier. So I am going to do it much earlier. Normally, I leave the politics to the very end because if you don't want to hear it, I don't want to lose you throughout listening. By the way, you need to stay on to the whole damn thing. And if you're in the car and your 20 minutes is up and you're parking somewhere, pick up the podcast later and catch the end of it because that's when all the juicy stuff comes out. Uh, let's see, what else did uh, go, go on? Oh, I listened to Kathy Wakili on Andy Phillips. She was from New Jersey. It was so nice to catch up with her and her normal husband and their normal life. I liked that. The autopsy know. came out on uh, the accidental overdose of Mac Miller. That just broke my heart. That young little rapper, accidental overdose. Listen, don't, you can't take any drugs. I tell RJ this every day. You never know what's really in them. They cut it with this stuff. They add stuff. It's made on the streets. You can't take anything that's not coming out of a bottle that's sealed when you get it. It's like if you're at a bar, don't set your drink down somewhere and go back and pick it up and drink. It was so sad. It just broke my heart. The other sad but fabulous was the movie Bohemian Rhapsody. That was amazing. That just flabbergasted me. He was so talented. I had forgotten about that. And the sad part was that he died from complications of AIDS back when we didn't have a cure for AIDS. And you know what? I liked Ronald Reagan, but he really screwed up when he wouldn't fund uh, you know, research for AIDS because that set us back about 15 years. Yep. Yeah, now people are living with it. Now people have cures for it. And, uh, and you can live a long, long time with it. And back then they wouldn't even pay any attention to it. They brushed it under the rug. And that's so uh, sad. I mean, can you imagine if he had lived? That's what I took away when I walked away from the movie was if he had lived another 20 years. Yes, imagine, yes. Like, what he would have brought to I know. Because he was, you know. It was a phenomenon. He reminded me a lot of Prince, too, and that, you know, he was one of those once-in-a-lifetime talents that was appreciated but not not what was underappreciated. He didn't, he didn't, he was iconic, but only among certain circles. It wasn't like a household iconic name. He was just so brilliant. If you haven't seen thought, that movie, I was flabbergasted. I thought the, um, the biopic was, I even told my friends this, it was the best music biopic since Purple Rain. I thought that... Now, did he ad-lib that, or did he sing it? I think he ad-libbed most of it. I don't know. I that he did a really, really great job. I mean, I can't imagine Sasha Baron Cohen playing <laughs> Freddie Mercury. No. And he was the original. Oh, really? No. Cast, and he left in the middle of This guy was so good. At, he, he was just brilliant. An unknown actor that I hope now his star just goes wild. <laughs> Meanwhile, the other morning, I went, I'm not going to say what, but I went on a radio show. They invited me on for 20 minutes, a right-wing talk show. And... I just was flabbergasted. I mean, I was thinking we were just going to have a nice general conversation about politics, and right out of the bat, they start with, what about the caravan? <laughs> and, you know, they started wanting, like, facts, and where'd you get that information? And the minute you say CNN or anything other than Fox News, well, it's fake news, it's fake news, and I'm like, you're supposed to be professional, you know, interviewers getting a guest opinion on a show. They've listened to you for three hours a day every day. Why invite a guest on there and shove your opinion down their throat? Isn't the idea to let your audience hear your guest's opinion and then comment on them? It was just a train wreck. I thought it was so unprofessional. What do you think, Jason? I just was totally and utterly flabbergasted. <laughs> because to your point... <coughs> 
you know, you invite someone on the show to get a different perspective and a different opinion. And yes, you don't have to agree with it, but then that's when you <laughs> have a conversation. But they just wouldn't let you talk. It and is then crazy. Every time you try to explain where you were coming from based on what your information was, they wouldn't even let you get that part. And if you did, they would and say... And then they changed okay. the subject. Change so the they subject. wanted to have five or six or ten major issues covered in 20 minutes instead of just concentrating on the general politics of the day and what the election's going to look like and what maybe is your opinion on one or two issues. But it was like, this, let's go to immigration. Let's go to this. Let's go to that. Let's go to the next one. Kevin what about the Kavanaugh? What about this one? What about Ford? Was he I was just like, oh, my God. This is like worse than a cross-examination because you're incompetently cross-examining the, me. The best part of it was when they said, well, you can't represent or speak for the middle class because of your money. Meanwhile, you're saying, but what I'm trying to get the point across is I'm fighting for the taxes and benefits for the middle class. Right. I want them to tax me. I want to be taxed more so that the middle well, class will benefit. They got insulting and personal. They called me a liar and then they said that I didn't want, you know, I didn't couldn't understand the middle class because I was so rich and I didn't have my facts because they didn't come from, they came from left-wing sources and I mentioned my 20 sources of news. Well, that wasn't good enough. Jan James, you got to flip that pillow the other way. It's upside down, and it's just literally distracting me. That pillow, it's upside down. It's driving me crazy. I can't read upside down. Oh, you think I'm Ariana Grande with my side view? Uh, okay, so anyway, did everybody get their flu shot? I got my flu shot, and listen to this. I was so sick Friday, and we had that meeting with our distributor from Canada, and I was so tired and so sick, but I did the meeting, and then I went home, and I went to bed early, and what time do you guys think I woke up on Saturday? I slept a little extra late, and you know I love to sleep late. Oh, it's like my favorite thing in the world. What time do you think I got up? James, what do you think? Uh, one. Mm, nope. What else? Well, you told me. So yeah, so don't, James, I'm do you think it was before one or after one? Well, I mean, uh, probably after one. I got up at 5.29 p.m. I slept from 11 o'clock Friday night to 5.29 p.m. on Saturday. I said to Leah, if oh I was Roy, God. I would have checked her because I would have thought she's dead. She hasn't got Are you kidding? They were so happy. He was on his computer. Roy Jr. was on his computer. They went to the lunch. Roy Jr. went to the gym. They're like, Mom's not bugging us. We don't have any responsibilities. We don't have to do anything other than be on our computers. I was like, they were thrilled to death. Uh, anyway. a lot of comments. All right, let's hear it. Uh, Marcella Berardi says, disgusted with Florida, Texas, and Georgia. Uh, I would agree with that. Cruz is a weasel. I would agree with that. <laughs> Krista um, Garomi, I think it's how you say her last name, says, hi, Leah. Do you think because Amendment 4 passed that Florida might be a blue state in the 2020 presidential election? That well, that's the amendment regarding if you're uh, if you are a felon and you've paid your dues to society when you get out, should you get your right to vote back? Well, I do think you should get your right to vote back, but I don't have confidence that these ex-felons, the majority of them are going to get out and vote. I, I just don't. I mean, I guess if the ACLU or, you know, somebody organization got involved and organized them and maybe got them to vote, but I just don't think for the most part, I think they've given up this on the system. They think they've been wronged. I mean, they've got all these things. I just, most of them are struggling to get a job. I don't think voting is going to be a priority. If they all got out and voted, it'd be like if all the Puerto Ricans that came here after the hurricane would have gotten out and voted it could make a huge difference. I mean, in all honesty, there's going to be a recount in the Nelson Senate fight, and I'm hoping that as the votes keep coming in, there may be a recount in the Governor Gilliam's fight. Let's see. I don't know. 
Well, he conceded too early, I think. He but did anyway, concede too early, um, but he wanted to hit prime time, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the news. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, and then they also said the government didn't care. Uh, Susan Slander said the government didn't care about AIDS until babies started getting it and dying. That's true. And, until, we, well, until women started getting it, too. Uh-huh. And Raquel Barrera Glitch said, I bet you held your own during that interview and still acted like a classy lady that we know you are. Well, I tried to. I was laughing part of the time. I was hysterical because I was like, what? These people are, I even said to him, I said, my God, you're so rabid. I mean, calm down. Uh, Oh, my God. says hello. She says Trump is on TV right now trying to kiss the ass of the Democratic uh, House. Oh, he'll never. You know, Trump, you know, listen, Rachel Maddow said it a year and a half ago. Watch what Trump does, not what he says. And truer words were never said. He is the biggest lip service guy, and then he goes and does whatever. He says what he needs to in the moment that he thinks is going to make him look good and make him be right about things, and then he goes back to being who he is. I can't with him. Um, I'm going to go to politics in a few minutes, so don't tune out. Yes, they definitely want to hear. Oh that. yeah, like rabid for Oh, time. good. All right. I want to remind you guys: you got to watch. Uh, uh, got to call Saul. That's fantastic. Netflix House of Cards. Jason said he watched it and it was brilliant. I'm going to watch that. I can't wait. Donovan is on. I didn't get to watch it Sunday night. I'm going to watch it. And I watched the circus on HBO. I haven't been watching that. It's really good. It's on Sunday nights, uh, and it's really good. It's both sides of the political spectrum, but it's, it's just so good. They interview great, interesting people, blah, 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 blah. I hope you guys got out and voted. You better have gotten out and voted. Uh, let's see. Oh, before I forget, the 24th of November is Small Business Day Shopping Day means you're supposed to buy from small businesses, not from big empires. I'm a small business girl. Buy from me. I wore my Leah Black ring today, which is, of course, for sale on our website. I don't think it's on the website, but you can email us at leahblack.com. It's not expensive. How much is this? A one-off. It's $49. (laughs) Can you believe it? I love it. And then we have our cuffs that we always have. These are our traditional cuffs. I wore the brown one today. And then we have the skincare. So don't forget us about us on the 24th. We should run a special, James. Yeah, well, I think that weekend, because it's Black Friday, then Small Business Saturday, and then Cyber Monday, all within that weekend. Okay, well, we're going to be on it. Okay, so the, our listeners, we, James randomly picks a few listeners' questions. Um, yesterday I ran an unofficial Have You Voted poll on my Instagram account. Oh, James ran a Have You Voted, and it said over 1,000 people watched the poll story on my instant Instagram. It was funny. And 312 cast a vote. 92% or 288 said that they voted, and 8% or 24 people participated said they did didn't vote, but James said factor in a lot of our viewers are from other countries. That was interesting. And on our Ask Anything questions, did you vote in California or Florida? That was from ORBMAT, Florida, of course. That's where the vote counts, and that's where I'm a resident. California is an easier state for Democrats. AMALONE76, has your husband ever thought about running for political office? No, he would never be able to be nominated because they'd start bringing up, you represented this person that did that. Oh, my God. Our philosophy about that. There are people that are wrongly accused, and they should be acquitted. And there are people that are rightly accused. But it's up to the government to prove the case. And if the government proves the case and they're guilty, good for the government. 
If the government proves the case and they're not guilty, then that's a horrible situation. But if the government doesn't prove the case, they deserve not to be convicted, even if they're guilty, unless they're a danger to society, of course, which most of the cases he handles aren't. But because if you're not in a country where you have to be, you're innocent until proven guilty, you're not in a democracy. So I never apologize for Roy representing somebody that people maybe think is guilty. If the government can prove they're guilty, they go to jail. That's it. Of course, Roy's such a better lawyer usually. Sometimes his lawyering skills get them off. Uh, would I ever move back to Texas or uh, go back to, tex- to L.A. or Texas full-time? I would never live in Texas full-time, even though I love it, and all my family is there. That was from Matt Mario, CHVZ. Uh, and my son loves Texas, but it's, not, it's just not somewhere that I thrive uh, I like a more cosmopolitan city. However, last night they picked up a whole lot of uh, Senate seats, state Senate seats and uh, House seats. So, you know, it's it's getting purple. And uh, L.A., I could live in full time, but I couldn't afford the taxes. At Anaconda, do I give a lot of money away? <laughs> Duh, Jason, do I give a lot of money away? Uh. Let's just say you're going to be very shocked when you see how much you gave away this it's, last couple I of know. months. You I know. I've got to stop giving away money. I give away money like water. I've got to stop it. Roy even says, you know, you need to stop giving so much money. I'm like, what good's the money if the world's up and people are starving? Uh, Richard T., I saw you on Flipping Out. Will I be back on? Actually, I think I'm on the next two episodes, at least the next one for sure. So before we go to royalty and housewife news, should we do politics or should we do royalty and housewives? Everybody's asking for the politics. Okay, well, let's just go ahead and get it over with and piss everybody off that doesn't (laughs) agree with me. I don't really care. I think it's more important to take a stand than to be popular, and I've always said that. It's on one of my pillows, one of my quotes. And then we'll go to royalty, celebrity news, and housewives. Should we take a five-second break? Sure. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I have to compose myself and drink some of my Texas tea from Sandy. (laughs) I love my Texas tea cup. Okay, let's get down to it. Seven of eight Senate um, governor races. The the Democrats won seven of eight governor races, and they won them in very key states. Michigan, Ohio, Pennsylvania, 
and uh, Wisconsin, to name but a few. I'm so glad to be rid of that Scott Walker in Wisconsin, the number one rubber stamp for Trump, and, and he just annoys the hell out of me. And so, yeah, I mean, we should be thrilled because those are the states, the, the Midwest states are the ones that basically gave Trump the presidency, those states in Florida. So I think the fact that the governors and a lot of Senate seats were won there, I mean, and a lot of House seats were won there, tells us that we've turned the tide where Trump thought he had a stronghold, and he did last time, and I think that's going to make a difference in 2020. The Democrats flipped 28 House seats, five governor seats, four legislative chambers, control of the New York Senate, 21 legislative, I said 21 legislative seats, three support state Supreme Court seats because in state Supreme Courts there are term limits. So there there were some governors that will now appoint seats and that will be three. The unfortunate thing for that is there are three Supreme Court seats in the Florida that are up to be renewed and (laughs) we're not in power there. Florida's going to lose three. But, uh, and we broke the Republican majority. So we should be celebrating. Now, let me tell you my theory on why the Democrats are not screaming and jumping for joy and elated today is because the high-profile seats that we really wanted, Gilliam in Florida as governor, Stacey Abrams, who's not yet conceded, who's very close to that guy that's running the election, and he's running the election that he's in, and he suppressed the votes, and they they threw out a bunch of votes. So she's she's not yet conceded, and I think she's going to contest that. And the other one was Beto, Beto O'Rourke out of El Paso, Texas. I think because those three high profile, so elegantly spoken, so passionate, such great uh, candidates didn't win, the Democrats feel a little bit of a loss today. But remember, Texas has never even been on the map that we might take. The last governor or senator of Texas was Lloyd Benson. That's back when I think I was in junior high school or something. I mean, it's been so long ago. And so that was not expected. The fact he got within three points of Ted Cruz is a miracle. And by him running, he was able to flip several of this House seats in Texas that have never, for 40 years, have been Republican strongholds. So we should be celebrating Texas. And his political career is just starting. It's not over. I mean, he'll take a break, but he'll come back. He'll come back, and he's going to do great things. And when someone pointed out, you know, Jeb Bush lost his first um, Republican uh, run for the governorship of Florida, and he came back and he won. So maybe he'll run for governor of Texas, or maybe he'll run in 2020, or maybe he's he's just getting started. Stacey Abrams is is a one-off. You can't even count that race because they threw out, in the, in the beginning, over 100,000 votes. Then they were holding 50,000 votes. They said the signatures didn't uh, match. Then they said they didn't have electricity for the uh, polls. Then the guy that's running the elections running as her opponent. That is so rigged that if she doesn't win, he stole it. There's no question, and everybody knows it. Everybody knows it. The problem is the Republicans will reward him for stealing it. They won't punish him for stealing it. But she didn't concede, and she's a fighter, and she's going to fight. She's the one that Oprah went in and and campaigned for. She's brilliant. Yale graduate, former uh, 
a legislator. I mean, she has her her credentials are so big. And that was a very race baited Trump going in. She's not qualified. Yeah, because she's a black woman. That's the only what else when you go to Yale and you have a law degree and you were the uh, minority leader of the House of Representatives in, in uh, the state of Georgia for seven years, you're qualified. So I'm not giving up on that seat yet. Gilliam, on the other hand, was the biggest disappointment. I think that was the one that broke everybody's heart the most yeah. because I do I think agree. that we were going to win. I think the polls showed we were five, six, seven points up running up to it. And I just, you can't break the stronghold of those right wing, redneck, gun toting, tobacco spitting people <laughs> up there in the panhandle. I mean, like I said, I wish they'd just take those four or five counties and let Alabama have Give them to Alabama. they've affected every election we've oh. had in the last uh, decade. And, they, and, they, and they're just and not, the and you know what, they're just... So redneck. They've never, most, many of them don't watch anything but Fox News. They've never even been to a big city. And they're just up there, you know, in their trailers and up there on their ranches. And everybody's just got to be a Republican. You're from, so I think that the Republican is baked in in Florida for a while because they now have the governor. And uh, they'll have the secretary of state. And let's never forget that Catherine Harris basically helped, um, them steal the uh, presidency for George W. So, you know, I think that's a problem. Now, Nelson has not conceded, and he's under a half a point as of right now in the vote counts. And if you're under a half a point, you get another um, a recount automatically. Now, my hope, and I know it's a wing and a prayer, my hope is if they recount the votes that Nelson wins, and I'm hoping by recounting all the votes that maybe Gilliam squeaks it out. I don't know that Gilliam should have succeeded, conceded last night as fast as he did, but I get it. He wanted to take the high road and do it in prime time, and he's looking to the future, but I'm not sure. I'm, I'm, let's, just, let's just all put it out there that they have a Florida recount, only in Florida. They'll be, look at the hanging chads, that guy Every with the magnifying time. glass, the hanging chads. Oh, yeah, 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 remember that? So I'm on the bandwagon that there may be a divine intervention and a miracle in Florida because it breaks my heart for Florida to be a red state. I just can't. Well, but if you look at the whole map, I mean, I said this to Jason this morning, it's not red versus blue anymore. It's urban versus suburban. I mean, every single state. It's, it, 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 and that's what it's really coming down to. There's no, it's not red and blue. It's no. urban and suburban. Urban, metropolitan, big city, coastal cities versus these people out in the boondocks that just care about their guns and going to church on Sunday and being hypocrites half the time and really don't even follow anything except Fox News. And they're not really that informed as voters. And they've been brainwashed. It's been in their DNA. And I don't see them changing. So our chance as Democrats is to bring out the people that don't vote and the young vote. And the, the youth did well. And also, why else we should be celebrating? Uh, we won the most votes, the Democrats did, throughout the country. And combined, we uh, the, the combined states of uh, House votes, the Democrats had 3 million more House votes than the Republicans. And 10 million more votes in the Senate than the Republicans. But then we still, because of gerrymandering and the map, we lost two or three seats in the Senate. But it doesn't, I mean, it does matter. But the Senate doesn't matter that much because they're, 
if you're one vote behind in the Senate, you're going to lose every time because they're all going to stick together. They're all going to rubber stamp Trump and you're always going to they're they're going to run the, the, the table on everything they want. So actually being one vote or three or four senators behind, it's all the same. They, they won the Senate. They held the Senate. It wouldn't have mattered if it was by two seats or 10. They're going to get their way in the Senate. But where it counts is in the House, because this is going to be the first time in Donald J. Trump's life that anyone has ever had the power to hold him account for anything. He has stiffed contractors. He has stiffed staff. He has grabbed women's by the you-know-what. He has not paid his due taxes. He has hidden his tax returns. He has fraudulently built universities. He has scammed people in his in his hotels. He's done all these things and no one's ever held him to account. And now he's up against this, the House of Representatives. And I don't care what anybody says about Nancy Pelosi. She is a master legislator. And don't think for one minute she didn't have a hand in every one of these House races. And she's seasoned and experienced. And they shouldn't underestimate her. And they shouldn't divide the party right now by trying to like bring in somebody new. We experience, Claire McCaskill said it well. She said, this is the one job where experience hurts you and doesn't help you is politics. Usually the more experience you have, you know, the more it helps you. Look at Trump. No experience and look at the mess he's made. So there. Now, let's talk a little bit about this little Republican group up there. Uh, the Trump. The Trump and my alleged Trump crime family. The Breaking Crew, Crew is a, a group that holds ethics for, for them, uh, the ethics group uh, that monitors what's going on. They've discovered that Ivanka Trump's business just won approval for 16 Chinese trademarks, even though she shut her brand down over the summer. And one of the trademarks that Ivanka Trump got from China, you're not even going to believe it, is for voting machines. Why does Ivanka Trump <laughs> want no to be manufacturing and selling voting machines? How corrupt is that? You can go to citizensforethics.org and get the story on that. I mean, are you kidding me? When you think they can't come up with another way to cheat they come up with the, let's, let's get a trademark in our voting machines made in China. Then let's go get the Senate to approve that we're going to get all new voting machines. And then let's tear out all the voting machines and put in our new Chinese voting machines that Ivanka Trump has the trademark on. And then let's just see if the elections come out fair and square. Oh, my God. That just did it for me. The House of Cards. Is it? House of Cards? Oh, God. Republican Eric Stalwell will Swalwell will now be <laughs> Swalwell will now be chairing one of the committees in the House. Thank God, and uh, he says, you know that. Trump keeps going, there's no corruption, there's no corruption, there's no collusion, there's no collusion. Well, in 18 months, law enforcement has indicted Trump's campaign chair, the deputy campaign chair, the national security advisor, the senior foreign policy advisor, his lawyer, and his Russian supporters, and 14 Russians that were meddling. 
of which many of those have already pled guilty. So once somebody pleads guilty, how can you then say, oh, there's, there's been no corruption in my administration. We're, and we do everything just by the books. We're just squeaky clean. And his longtime confidant, oh, God, Michael Cohen, came to the rescue of a man about to make a major, even possibly fatal misstep. He was in a restaurant at Jean's George's in New York, which is a very expensive restaurant. So Michael Cohen must not be hurting for money. Uh, and some, some elderly man almost fell, and he ca- caught him and picked him up and basically saved his life. He said when he hit his head on the table, he was so old it probably would have killed him. So good for Michael Cohen. Mm, good for him. <sighs> the CIA director of the United States, that woman, I forget her name right off the bat, she went over to Saudi Arabia or Turkey and listened to the Khashoggi tape. To, they wanted Turkey wanted Turkey wanted to prove to her that it was premeditated, and she actually heard the tape. You don't hear anything about it under the rug, under the rug, under the rug, because Trump is not going to give up that Saudi Arabia relationship, even though he exaggerated to say hundreds of millions of dollars in arms. It's really fourteen, not hundreds of millions, and uh, they don't want to give up that money. I mean, uh, they bailed out Kushner's uh, comp- uh, six 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 building that was ready to go bankrupt. Okay, our bill uh that out kushner's made four or five seven trips over there of which some went commercial just to fly under the radar right after he went out of there there was a coup over there uh right after kushner left and the saudis put all their people in in uh the ritz carlton and others wound up dying in helicopters and all kinds of other stuff that's so corrupt and kushner's right in there it says bff they don't want this saudi they do not want this khashoggi thing to come out and i'm hoping now that this election's over and some of the smoke clears the air that that Khashoggi thing goes front and center again. Just like I'm hoping those poor little Jewish people that were slaughtered in that synagogue, that needs to be back on the front page again. Because if you go back to the gunman's... um, that, that slaughtered them. If you go back to his Facebook pages, he was motivated because this caravan of invaders was coming in to take over America. Now, who calls it a caravan of invaders other than Trump? And by the way, the military says by the time these caravans come here, there'll be less, probably twelve to 1,400 people, of which 70% will be men, women and children. So why... Or did they need to meet, send all that barbed wire, that beautiful barbed wire that Trump talks about, laying at the border with 14 or 15,000 U.S. troops, more than we have in Afghanistan and the rest of the... I mean, it's, just, it's just all for show, and it's costing us $6.1 million a day for Trump to make a political statement that he's building a wall out of human beings if Congress won't let him build a wall. It's all nonsense. And, you know, they say, well, the, the Democrats don't have a solution for the caravans. Yes, they do. The law says if they come here and ask for political asylum, they get a hearing. And if, the, if they're believed and if their case is legitimate, they get to stay. If it's not, they don't get to stay. That's the plan. And I think if you had a real leader, they would say, listen, we're anticipating about 1,400 of these people to make it to the U.S. We're assuming that probably 20% or 30% are really going to be able to stay here legitimately because of their asylum. So it's about 1,000 people. So Mexico, would you be willing to take like 300 of them? And Colombia, would you take maybe two or 300? And what about, you know, you down there in Costa Rica? You've got a thriving economy. What if you give a couple of hundred? In Canada, you take a couple of hundred, and let's call it a day. But no, they don't want to pass immigration reform because they want to use that 
that as something to scare and fearmonger people. Oh, they're coming to invade us, these poor women and children that don't even have shoes. A little four-year-old passed out and refused to walk and was just oh, crying and said she's not going another step the other day. A four-year-old little girl. I mean, these hypocrite Christians. What would Jesus do? They live by, well, what would Jesus do? They got bracelets. What would Jesus do? WWJD. What would Jesus do if a family of four walked 3,000 miles with no food and no water and begged for food and water along the way, didn't have a dollar on them, the only thing they showed up with maybe would be a rosary and the clothes on their back, what would Jesus do? Would he call out the armed guards to get those guns out and be ready to shoot them if somebody threw a rock? No, these hypocrites, I can't take it anymore. 15,000 troops are planning to deploy. That's $6.1 million a day. I just can't. It's just too much. And Newsweek is saying that 2017 was the best year for billionaires in recent history. So if you want to buy into this, that Trump and his cronies are trying to help the middle class, that is not true. They were planning to gut Medicare, Medicaid, and Medicaid expansion and Social Security. But guess what? With the Democratic Congress, they're not going to be able to do that right now, and then Trump will take credit for it. See, I told you I wasn't going to take anything away from you. Oh, my God. Somebody was holding up a sign at a rally the other day that says, it's no longer about whether Trump has any decency. It's about if we have any decency. And that's really where it's at right now. Are we going to let him keep getting away with this? I just can't anymore. The Washington Post reports he has 1,419 false claims a day. Uh, oh, my God. Over the last seven weeks, he's averaging 30 claims net lies a day. It was 8.2, but starting seven weeks ago, it went up to 30 a day. Last week, they said he was doing 30. 35 to 40 a day. A, a false lies. And just lies. Now, it came through on the news ticker that while we've been on the air that he's on line or on TV right now blaming the Republicans that lost for not embracing him. And that's the reason that they lost. Of course he is. Oh, my word. If you suck up to me and you kiss the ring and you bow down, you're going to be elected. But if you don't, you're not. You know, he's so full of it. If you look at the Democrats, the ones that didn't win are the ones that tried to be bipartisan and bring everybody together and let's all kumbaya. That's what Gilliam did, that's what Beto did, and that's what Stacey did. They were being nice and let's play together in the sandbox and they didn't win. You know what? Screw them. When they go low... I won't say. I agree with you. He denies that he's already locked in a secret subpoena battle with Mueller. I think Mueller has subpoenaed him in a secret way, and I think that that's going to go to the Supreme Court, and that's why they did everything they could to put Kavanaugh on the court, because Kavanaugh and... and but, you know, I still think that Roberts might be the swing vote. He may, the, the chief uh, justice of the Supreme Court, just may not be liking Trump and his antics. But, you know, they'll put up with it. They'll put up with it for the judges. They'll put up with it for the tax breaks for the bi billionaires and their friends. They'll put up with it, you know, they'll put up with it for the, to, to make America white again. They'll just hold their nose and go, well, that's just how Trump is. That's just how he is. You know, is he setting an example for the children by lying 30 times a day to the American people? Is he setting an example by grabbing women by the you-know-what? Is he setting an example by going and saying how credible 
uh, that uh, um, uh, the woman that accused Kavanaugh is, and then, uh, and then a night later standing up on the stage and going, ah, she's a liar, and I don't believe a word she says. You know, no, he's not. He's just horrible. Now, speaking, Lawrence Tribe, who's a big... Uh, brilliant lawyer, says, predictably, we're hearing this is not the time to have a debate about guns. And he says, well, Columbine wasn't the time. Aurora wasn't the time. Sandy Hooks wasn't the time. Charleston wasn't the time. Las Vegas wasn't the time. Parkland wasn't the time. So when is the time? When is the time to get rid of these uh, assault weapons? Under Bill Clinton, they had a 10-year ban on assault weapons, and we didn't have all these mass murders. The ban expired, and a Republican Congress refused to extend the ban, and now we have all these mass murders. And why? Because they're getting all this money from the NRA. Before you vote for somebody, go look and see what their rating is with the NRA. If it's anything less than an F, they don't get to vote. You don't get, they don't get your vote. That's how I see it. To me, that's one of the number one issues of our time. Immigration, gun reform, and securing the middle class. I and just it, can't. And yesterday on the exit polls, it was the least important thing out of everything that they did. The most important thing was health care and then uh, the economy. And so I just, I don't know. It's only important to you. I feel like we're outnumbered with stupid people right now. Well, <laughs> I agree. And, that that and may I, be and true. I, and I don't think that it's getting any better. And I don't think the approach that anyone is using is correct either. So. Well, I don't think we're outnumbered. I think we're outnumbered in people that vote. I think we are the majority, but these people just don't vote. They, I do think that all these people that sit on the sidelines and don't vote just think it's because it's not going to matter, it's not going to do any good, and the vote's not going to count, and then they're going to run the country how they run it. These people need to see something in it for them. So what you should be doing and I'm going to be doing for the next two years before the next election is I'm going to be educating people that don't vote and moderate Republicans on why we have to make this massive stop Trump effort. Because if we don't, we're going to become an, uh, basically a dictatorship. He wants to be, he really, he, I think he believes in fascism. If you look at uh, no, the press, I'm an enemy of the state. Can't believe anything they say. That's the first thing those radio people threw at me. Oh, that came from CNN. Oh, well, that's not true. Oh, that came from MSNBC. Oh, it's not true. Oh, that came from New York Times. They're a liberal. They're a liberal. They're a liberal. You know, not really. All these networks gave Trump $17 billion of free airtime during the, in the midterms. I mean, during the uh, uh, campaign up to presidency. So they're not. Uh, Media, Mac, uh, Media Matters fact checks. Well, go look at their fact check numbers and then go look at... Uh, uh, at Fox News, for example, you'll be surprised. Facts don't matter anymore. Well, because he's he's trying to make sure that they don't matter, and that's where we have to step in and make sure that facts matter. I mean, that's that's the number one damage he's doing is convincing people that the press is lying and the facts aren't the facts, and that's how you start brainwashing people. That's what Hitler did. That's what Mussolini did. That's what a lot of these dictators. That's how their first thing is to get rid of the free press. And that's what I'm saying. I feel like we're outnumbered because we've gone through two election cycles now in the United States, and the first one we could have made history, but we made a mistake, and now we just had the second one, and we made a little history, but it wasn't 
the blue wave everyone else? I think it was a blue wave. I think taking over the House of Representatives, I don't think people realize the value and the impact that's going to have. Well, I mean, I'm telling you. That we had that. I do understand that. Yeah. But it wasn't the blue wave everybody was expecting. Mm, I think it was a blue wave. I think we're saying it wasn't because we, we lost a couple of Senate seats and our three high-profile people weren't elected. But if you look at the numbers, we outnumbered them 13 million people, and we flipped 20-something House seats. That's and five governorships and Trump territories. That is an incredible accomplishment, and we should be proud of it. By the way, Bill Clinton left office with a $127 billion surplus, and it was projected to pay off the debt in 10 years. Bush Jr., GWB, turned a $127 billion surplus into a $1.4 trillion deficit by starting wars and giving tax breaks to the billionaires. Then Obama came in and he got that $1.4 trillion deficit down to $492 billion. And then Trump raised it back up again to $833 billion. So who's really the conservative party? It's the Democrats. They're responsible. They're used to sitting down and paying bills and balancing their checkbook and making sure their kids have money for college. They know how to manage small amounts of money. These Republicans are so damn rich, they just spend money like a drunken sailor. Just buy this, let's buy that, well, let's buy that, well, let's give them. I mean, it's just insane. If our money, sending $6 million a day to spend 15,000 troops down to a border for maybe a couple of thousand people that are going to show up without any shoes and food? Are you kidding? That is just insane. Oh, my God. Oh, I think this is so funny. And then we're going to move on to royalty and sell and celebrities. Listen, this is just the funniest one. Some guy tweeted, um, oh, my God. Call me old-fashioned, but if immigrants want to come here legally, they need to do it the proper way by covering their naked bodies in baby oil and posing on a girl-on-girl porn until they grab the attention of a billionaire that buys them a genius visa. (laughs) Oh, my God. That is brilliant. That was brilliant. Okay, insane news. In royalty news, the Prince of Wales has apparently earned the nickname of... The Pampered Prince, because according to Amazon Prime's new documentary, Serving the Royals Inside the Firm, Charles needs help doing just about everything. His pajamas are pressed every morning. His shoelaces are pressed flat with an iron. The bath plug has to be in a certain position. The water temperature has to be just a certain amount of tepid. Princess Diamond's former butler, Paul Burrell, revealed on the documentary. Burrell said that Charles has his valet squeeze one inch of toothpaste, one inch, onto his toothbrush every morning. The butler's duties reportedly extend to fetching items just a few feet away from the prince. On one occasion, he rang me from his library and said, Oh, Paul, there's a letter from the queen. Seems to have fallen into my wastepaper bin. Would you pick it up, please? So he can't even pick up his own mail. I mean, I swear to God. You know what? I agree with that. It's I hilarious. Like that. I would want the same thing. Oh, my thing. God. It reminds me of RJ. Freda's running around him like a handmaiden. Ah, I told Roger, when you get to college, you're going to be in a big surprise, buddy. Uh, let's go. Now, now that we've gone from royalty and upper, let's just go to the housewives. <laughs> let's make a complete U-turn. Teresa blames fame for Joe's deportation uh, and her father's ill 
And uh, she says that she did not reach out to Trump asking for a pardon for her husband to stay in the state. So that's the update on her. And Atlanta, Portia, has large fibroids, and she's pregnant, and she's been in the hospital for a few days, so let's hope that doesn't interfere with her baby and her delivery. Kenya delivered a a five-pound, eight-ounce little girl named Brooklyn Doris after having the baby come early with a C-section because she had preeclampsia. And in Beverly Hills News, Yolanda Foster is no longer in remission for her Lyme disease. Oh, that's good news. Uh, No, she's not in remission. It came back. It came back. So that's sad. In Atlanta, Greg, Nene's husband's sick and uh, still fighting his cancer battles. Stage three, she said. So sad. I know. I I loved him. He's a poor thing. Portia's getting married. And God, she's got a big old rock in her hand. I don't know. I don't want to say I don't want to prejudge, but there's just something about meeting a guy all really quick and getting a big old ring and the guy's got a private plane. Let's just see what happens with all that. I don't know. And they brought two new girls on. And let's see how they do. Uh, Beverly Hills, the big question is Vanderpump coming back. I'm so sick of that question. Of course she's coming back. This is the boy calling wolf. I mean, it's always a possibility she won't, but I'm just, I think they just make too much talking about it. It's just like enough already. Well, we, we will know because I think they, they're taping the, uh, or they're still taping the show and they're getting ready to do. Uh, the finale? Some, yeah. she, won't, she won't say during the finale. What she'll do is every year, she'll hold out as long as she can to get as much money as she can in the terms that she wants and hold up production. And then they'll come around and, and do it because they want her on the show and then they'll all compromise at the end. And the girls are sick of it. On the other hand, she's, she's a huge asset to the show or has been. But I do think in the last two or three years, she's not playing like she used to. I think she's kind of dialing it in and maybe Kyle a little bit too. She's kind you know? of like stepping back. She's not as involved. Well, she says the girls are bullying her. And they might be. I don't know. Um, the crown is heavy, darling. <laughs> she says so, that uh, that all the all the about. other cast members are against her. I don't know. Listen, I like them, so I'm rooting for. Her. In Orange County, Shannon, according to everyone else, needs to go on some medicine. Everybody's getting plastic damn surgery. I was shocked with all that going on. Let's see. One of them had the eyes. One of them had the face. I mean, it's always something. Emily's wanting that baby from those uh, eggs that she's got embryos, and the husband's just not interested. And uh, I wonder legally if she has to have the husband's permission to have them done. I don't know. She might. Anyway. And Gina's got a new little tiny weekend apartment for when her husband comes to stay with the kids. I like that little Gina. Poor thing. I hope the husband treats her right and doesn't, like, screw her over. Now, let's go to the taglines for Atlanta. Oh, Lord. NeNe. I'm the glue for my wig and my family. <laughs> no, I don't know what to think. Some people would see that glue on your head. It's, uh, no, I don't know. Cynthia, I age like fine wine, and now I'm ready to chill. Candy, I count my blessings and my checks. Eva, the new one from uh, America's Top Model. I live a model life. Now I'm ready to be a top wife. Portia, I took a left turn, but now things are just right. Shamiri, or however you say your name. Anyway, Shamiri. I may be an open book, but that does not mean I'm easily read. (laughs) My God. Jersey, Margaret, I can make you laugh or I can make you cry. That's your choice. Melissa, don't try to bully me because I'm a boss. 
Jackie, I have four kids, two degrees, and one kick-ass live. Dolores, I may put a tough, up a tough front, but I'll never leave you behind. Jennifer, I'm obsessed with family traditions and Chanel. Well, she's got her priorities straight. Teresa, these days I don't throw punches, I roll with them. Okay, well, that's, that's, that's coming from rocket science analysis. Oh, Lord, that was funny. Yeah, I think ten seasons in, they're starting to really scrape the bottom of the barrel for the tagline. Yeah, I didn't think they were, you didn't think they were good? I don't think either one of them was very good. But I did see yesterday... Andy commented on the New Jersey season, and he said he's nine episodes in and says it's the best season they've ever done. Well, let's he hope he's right. They're firing on all cylinders, and he's, his quote was, there's not a dud in the bunch. Well, I hope that's true and not just promoting the show. Yeah. But uh, let's see. We're going to find out, you know. Uh, I think Beverly Hills always has good taglines. You know, I think their taglines are yeah, usually pretty good. Uh, anyway, so in celebrity news, oh my gosh, it's just too much. There's going to be an adult-themed restaurant, and they're going to name all these, all their food after, like, hardcore classic, Easy Rider, Weinstein Burger. It's going to be, like, salacious. <laughs> and people are they're putting a lot of celebrities' names that have been accused of different things on it, and people are, like, not knowing quite what to think about it. There was a club that did that here. House that used to be over in Winwood, and they had, like, a, they had, like and things, but, yeah. but they had like an adult night, and they would name it after the most disgusting stuff. Yeah, well, that's what they're like going to kind of do. And, and diseases. And Does he, oh, God. <laughs> French Montana funds a preschool in Morocco. Good for him. Good for you, French Montana. The Pippins are getting divorced, Larsa and uh, Scotty. I hate to hear that. I loved Scotty. He's such a sweetheart. He never cheated on her. He just adored her. I'm, I'm heartbroken over that. I just loved him. I'm sure she's the one that... I don't know. I don't any I said I'm from... I read filed the papers this week. Well, I always let the woman file, but... My guess would be that it's her choice more than his. You know, he's a family guy, but, you know, she likes all that red carpet stuff and the Kardashians and the Hollywood and this and that, and... You know, Scotty was at the top of his game, and he, she was, he was a big star, and he's not so much anymore, and I don't know. Maybe they're just, their life has just changed, but I feel bad because I like both of them. New York Post record, reporting that Megyn Kelly is definitely out at NBC, but she doesn't want her to sign. She still has not yet signed her agreement on her departure that she won't disclose things because, of course, she wants to write another book. I can't deal with her. Oh, please. After she held back that information that Trump was bullying her for nine months just so she could put it in her book to sell it after the election, that is a tabloid journalist. That's not a serious journalist. Oh, please. And I wonder if Fox is going to take her back. I won't be surprised. They've already said a hard pass. They did say that? Yes. Well, maybe they feel scorned. Maybe, maybe I so. Think it's because they feel scorned. Uh, you know what? But Fox is a very opportunistic and they're cash driven. And if they think that they can make money, they will. Just like they let Sean Hannity, or whether they let him or not, he went out and did a campaign rally for Trump. As a journalist, that is just so trashy tabloid. I mean, no. 
par for the course. Yeah, but the, no Tom Brokaw, Peter Jennings, or, you know, no sophisticated, traditional, honest with integrity journalist would ever go and do that. But he's a sleazy guy to begin with. Um, the final episodes of The Parts Unknown with Anthony Bourdain when he filmed in France during his suicide will not be aired, according to People magazine. Oh, it was very sad. It's heartbreaking every time and I watch I that know. episode. That oh, and then that lion in India that ate 13 people. It was six years old. It was a woman, a, li- a female lion, a lioness. Of course, it ate 13 people. Uh, well, the activists campaigned to save her, but the Supreme Court authorized them to shoot her, and they finally uh, put 100 camera traps around the clocks. They had surveillance. They had goats tried, tied to trees and armed patrol, and they finally killed the bitch. But she did eat 13 people. Oh, okay. Cut out, and then someone says Nancy Carver said she lost the feed, but it looks like. Is anyone asking us any questions or anything, or did everyone tune out during politics? I'm watching it. Uh, And then there's going to be a luxury. um, Japan's going to have a luxury uh, yacht that's going to only have room for 38 guests in a floating hotel, uh, 19 cabins, 24-hour day sushi. Uh, do any, it's, it's a cruise to do nothing. Anything you want, 24 hours a day, it's going to visit all the islands. It's going to be gorgeous and in silver. And I sounds like I would love to go on a cruise with 38 uh, people. And thank make, you for and, my Christmas <laughs> And I'd like to pick out the 38 people. <laughs> Oh, God. Now, listen to this. I don't know. People are crazy. The 69-year-old preacher in Australia convinced his wife to kill herself so that he gets the insurance, and, the, and she was only 56 years old, and they found her dead near a patrol generator and it said, and with a note that says, please don't resuscitate me. And he was convicted and got 10 years. We're coming... I don't think I could... I mean, Roy couldn't convince me to kill myself. Nobody in the world could convince me. I mean, me. who could convince somebody to kill themselves? A preacher? I mean, what kind of a nonsense is that? Are we still on? Yeah, James yeah. is saying so we're having problems. It, 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 it paused for one second. Oh, it paused? Well, excuse our technical difficulties. Someone is trying to WhatsApp me, and he keeps interrupting the phone video. Would scene. you stop it? Okay. Well, the New York Post says there was a 55-carat emerald ring found by miners in Zambia. It's going to be cut into pieces and sold at auction. The name of it is called The Lion. So, can you imagine? They're going to make, uh, they'll make cabochon, they'll make beads, they'll make single stones. It's the second largest ever. I would love to find that emerald around my <laughs> neck. I wouldn't cut it up. I just probably it's how many? It weighs like six pounds. I'd be, I'd get it on my arm somehow and just wear that thing around. Like I just wear it around. Oh my god! Jane Salander just said, "Oh my god, they found my ring." Yeah, that's it. Right. Um, then an American airline employee, the first time it wasn't United, goes to sleep in the cargo bin of a 737. He goes to sleep in Kansas City and woke up in Chicago. Can you imagine getting this poor guy? He must be working three jobs to make ends meet. He isn't getting any sleep. He's putting the cargo in. He just takes a little five-minute nap and wakes up in Chicago, and he probably didn't lose his job over it. Oh, my God. I mean... 
I guess it's safe for the animals in the cargo bin if that guy survived it. Oh, it's a short flight. Oh, my God. I can't anymore. And then you remember the story about Casey Anthony when they, the two-year-old that she had and they, they didn't know whatever really happened. And there was a, a lot of people think she murdered the child and it went to trial and then she was a she went to jail for a period of time, but I don't remember. It was like crazy. She, she got off, but she was in jail pending trial. She's wanting to have another baby. I mean, they should not. She should not be able to have another baby. I just crazy. can't. And I know that lawyer that represented her used to call Roy for advice all the time on that case. And I told Roy, do not help him because that girl is, she's crazy. Apparently, you need to go back and read the Casey Anthony story and then tell me if she should be able to have another child. And then in Washington, D.C., Starbucks is opening up a, a, a Starbucks store and all the employees are going to be fluent in sign language. Isn't that lovely? Now, I think this is just hilarious. This is so funny. Greece's money problems. A prostitute on Poisonous Avenue in Greece has had long, says that the long financial crisis has been especially brutal on the sex trade and the prostitutes don't have <laughs> enough business. <laughs> they should just move to the White House. <laughs> Isn't that funny? Uh, the New York Times, under the proposal, uh, they're proposing that 10 uh, single use of plastics that will end up in the ocean are now going to be prohibited in the European Union as de- they're not degradable plastics. So bags for fast food containers and other not plastic cups and things that are not biodegradable are going to be taken out of the market in, according to the Euro- in the European Union, according to the New York Times. I think that is amazing and fabulous. One more minute and we're ready to go. If you're ready to get healthy, 10 plant-based foods that are also disease-fighting. NATO, N-A-T-T-O, it has 31 grams of protein in one cup. Spirulina has 39 grams of protein per serving. T-E-M-P-E-H, 18 grams of protein per serving. Nutritional yeast, 9 grams of protein per serving. Pumpkin seeds, 12 grams. Hemp, 9 grams. A-M-A-R-A-N-T-H, 9 grams. Quinoa, 8 grams per serving. Black beans, 15 grams per serving. Green peas, 9 grams per serving. And lentils, 18 grams per serving. So if you want to get away from meat, help the environment, and be healthier, that's one way that you can get a whole lot of protein. So before we wrap up on our day after the elections where we're celebrating a blue wave but not a blue tsunami, and the only thing we're disappointed about is Gilliam, Beto, and uh, Stacy, uh, and we did take the House, and we are going to have oversight now, and we flipped a whole lot of House seats and a lot of governor's seats. We should celebrate today, acknowledge ourselves, and don't give up the fight. Take a day off and go right back to it. So does anybody have anything else you want to say before I read my quote of the week? Nothing. Lying to others is bad, but lying to oneself is far worse. There Very you have true. it. Okay. Did we have fun? Great time. As black. always. You were so good today. You didn't bug anybody. You didn't whine. You didn't cry. You didn't oh, so I'll see you guys next Wednesday. No, no, next Wednesday, but not Thanksgiving, the day before Thanksgiving Wednesday. Okay. Oh, by the way, I did go, a dumb gay politics yesterday. I, they called me, and I was on their uh, podcast, so you need to listen into that and hear what I had to say. Julian Brandy. Julian Brandy. Politics. 
Dumb Gay Podcast. And I, I, I was the correspondent on the ground in Florida regarding the election. <laughs> okay, we'll talk to you guys next Wednesday. Send us, email us, hello at leahblack.com. Don't forget that you want to buy everything that you can on our website before the end of the year so you get grandfathered into the old prizes because the new ones are going to be much bigger, and I'll explain that to you later. And share, S-H-A-R-E, hit share and subscribe to the podcast or the Facebook live so that our numbers get up so that we can get sponsors that are fabulous to love our products and our, our fabulous correspondence every Wednesday. I am the curator of all news. (laughs) Bye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.